0: Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where I get very excited to have people come and share their stories and talk about who it was that they had to become in order to achieve the amazing things that they've achieved. And I'm honored and honored and grateful to have Jesse S. with me here today. I met Jesse at a networking event. And um, back in the day, we would have called it, you know, our eyes connected over a crowded room, but in this case, it was our eyes connected over a crowded Zoom room. And who knows? She made a comment, something I just had to hear more about. We reached out to each other. I can't even remember who went first. And like, oh, my God, I got to meet this person. So here's the kicker on that. Normally, when I have a Zoom call to get to know somebody and they're in their car, I'm a little freaked out by that. But I believe you just put me in the cup holder and I talked to your dog. So that was perfect in my world. (laughs) So with that, why don't you give people a little bit more formal introduction to who you are and what it is that you do? Awesome. Thanks for
1: having me, Erin. This is so exciting. And yes, uh, there's just an energy about you that I just felt so drawn to. And uh, my focus in this year is really, really working toward things that I'm drawn to rather than driven by. So uh, yes, my name is Jesse Szymanski and uh, also known as Jesse S. I am an award winning television producer of over 20 years turned entrepreneur. Call me crazy because some days I thought I was. Uh, so, yeah, I had a fantastic, amazingly abundant career in the television industry. So, I did everything from oil and gas videos to educational vignettes. Uh, all the way through to a dramatic television series that was nominated for our Emmy of Canada. So we went through five seasons here, which is phenomenal for a Canadian television series. And at the end of that fifth and final season, uh, my partner in life and in business Uh, We went separate ways and that's a whole nother story. We'll do a separate episode on that. (laughs) Exactly. And I needed to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up, but I was already grown up and I had all of these accolades and accomplishments, but more importantly, this experience and it was through a deep, dark, ugly cry on my kitchen floor not knowing who I was, where I was going, what I wanted to be, that Modern Muse Media was formed. And that is now my company. And we will be marking
0: our fifth anniversary in March. That is awesome. That is amazing. And I think from talking to people and my own experience that you reach a certain point in your life. One of the things you mentioned that I really want to dive into is what do I want to do? Because and you can tell me how it began for you. But I had an extremely successful corporate career. But I never planned it. I just did a good job at whatever job I was doing. And the next door opened. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I mean, I, I, like you said, eternally grateful for that. But you get to this point where you realize this is amazing. But it's not what I set out to do. And you don't know what it was that you set out to do. Mm-hmm. yeah that resonates so how did you decide to not just go get another really cool job but like that I call it jumping off a cliff because <laughs> that's what it is you jumped <laughs> off the cliff yeah yeah and I hit the side quite a few times, times on on the way down. <Right? laughs> <laughs> so what made you decide, you know what? Screw that. I'm just doing this. on my. I'm doing something for me. I'm doing something on my own.
1: Mentors. cool. Lord, got chills. Mentorship and learning how to ask for help. I was really, really good at wearing that cape and it was firmly tied on. And when I hit the the floor in my kitchen, literally... Uh, At the time, I was on the board of something called Women in Film and Television of Alberta. And I had called the incoming president and I said to her, I'm not even in the industry anymore. I had taken a job uh, with a real estate company, helping them with their marketing. And I I needed to bring income in. I'm a single mom and have been for many years, started a company as a single mom. Again, call me crazy. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm not in the industry, I, I'm gonna step down from WIFTA, and I, I'm not even doing it anymore. And I, I say it like this, she reached through that phone and grabbed my hand and pulled me up and said, you're gonna start your own company, you're gonna inspire women, we're gonna be your first client and you're gonna be the vice president of WIFTA, And that's starting now. Wow. And I swear that phone call is what got me up off the ground. And that was the cliff jump. And I had somebody to hold my hand, thank goodness, but I still needed to jump. I continued to work for the real estate company for a while, while I took them on as a client, um, really doing some consulting and mentorship with them. So they were a production company. They are a production company in Grand Cache, Alberta. And they really needed help getting some of their series off the ground. And they really needed basically a consulting executive producer. Well, I was a co-executive producer of the television series, tons of experience. And she said, you have a wealth of information that you can share with us and through WIFTA, through emerging women producers and directors and actors. And there's so much opportunity here. Jess, you have 20 years of experience that people need to tap into and that's really what modern news media is. And it's definitely morphed and changed over the years. But what makes us unique is that we are a media company. So we do video production and we've done all kinds of things, such as Zoom etiquette coaching, right. online course development, uh, award ceremony productions. So we could bring everything online. This past year has been busy. Yes. But we also do video production training. So what ended up developing in that time with another mentor, uh, who was actually male, Dan Kern, he had come in and tried to start this concept years before, but it was a bit too early, where we teach people how to fish. And what that means is that I actually work with people now to teach them how to do video production internally. So shooting, editing, adding music, adding graphics, uh, being comfortable on camera, You name it, we teach it uh, and we have workshops and training programs and those kinds of things.
0: So one of the things you said that I think will really resonate with a lot of listeners, because this is who a lot of my ideal audience and clients are, you, you got into this entrepreneurship and you had this amazing skill, subject matter expertise, right? But the subject matter expertise wasn't being a business owner. (laughs) So right I mean those are two separate things and this is you know people make themselves feel so bad when they're subject matter expert and they do they're great at what they do but they think that that also means they know how to grow a business those are two different things so what if you had you know so here you are five years later clearly by the way you said that I commend you so smoothly, so value-based language. So all my buzzwords, you've got it together. How did you figure that piece out? How did you take, so, okay, somebody helped you or pushed you off. We'll just blame her for the whole thing. (laughs) Someone pushed you off the cliff. right? Hey, it is what it is. Uh, It doesn't mean we don't appreciate the push, but how did you balance that? How did you Real, come to the realization for the other half of what you needed to figure out.
1: Okay. So remember that cliff? <laughs> this is one of those hitting the sides thing. <laughs> over and over and like multiple concussions. <laughs> uh, the, when I, when I took flight periodically, it was the expertise part. Right. I know what I'm doing. I know how to teach it. I know how to do it. Well, I, I could do it in my sleep. I think I do (laughs) Right, probably dream about it since I was 10 years old with my grandma and grandpa's big VHS camcorder. I could barely hold, but running a business was something totally different. And when I say that I must've been crazy, it's because I had no idea what I was getting into and I almost lost it on a few occasions. And I actually needed to, because I was so attached to it. And now I see myself separate from my business. I actually talk to my business, but it was a really, really bumpy ride because frankly, I don't have a degree in business or a master's in business or um, had handled accounts, uh, payables and receivables and bookkeeping and, and uh, done a business plan or been able to handle the finances. And I did, I, I almost lost everything about two and a half years in to severe burnout, which left me hospitalized with pneumonia. Oh my and I ended up actually having to go to my dad for help which was extremely humbling because I had never really asked my father of anything other than maybe lunch money if I could muster up the courage here and there. Uh, it was my mom who I kind of had more of that relationship with. But again, it was really the knowing when to ask for help and, and, and making a lot of mistakes along the way prior to that. So I did accumulate quite a bit of debt, which I know now is definitely an investment yeah. into starting a business. I didn't have capital as a, as a single mom starting a business. And so when I took that leap, I was really taking it. And I was putting things down on credit cards and buying equipment and bringing on team members and exceeding what my abilities or capacity was without really even knowing it before it really caught up to me and I was maxed and I was like, oh my gosh, how did that even happen? How did I get here? So
0: So here's a question for you then. Why didn't you quit? When you say that word, my
1: stomach actually flips because it's just actually not in my vocabulary. Um, It's grit. I'll never forget. There was a moment there were two moments that I actually want to share with you. And then, and typically I hear from a lot of now fellowpreneurs who I now have a lot of friends. Right. Uh, so that's friends. The home-
0: rest of the world thinks we're not. So yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, but your family can often be some of the people that actually tell you to quit and it's out of concern. It's out of love. I get that. Yeah. But I, I'll never forget. I was in a swimming pool with my sister we had taken our kids to the pool and i was on one of those flutter boards because my body was just disintegrate like i had no strength and i was sitting on the flutter board and i was just sobbing in front of her i was sobbing and i was like i'm so stressed out and i let go of the flutter board and i just sank under the water i just let go of it right and then i came back up and she said why don't you just get a job? You're so qualified, you're worth it. And I said, because because this is my passion, because that's not in me. And and the concern was you're going to make yourself sick. So that part I definitely needed to deal with. The other time um, where I was asked the same thing was from my father when I did need to ask him for help. And it was all around the same time, right? Like I was just continuing to get more and more ill and I don't know if anybody's experienced burnout but i have on on a couple of occasions where your bones actually feel empty like you feel like you were literally a shell like your skin is hollow you have absolutely nothing left to give and so when i came out of the hospital and my my dad had helped me out i was able to continue at least for a few more weeks hoping that i was going to get another client and another gig and that one day i would be able to pay him back And he said to me, and my dad has only been emotional a few times in his life in front of me. One was when he fell off the ladder on our acreage, pruning the apple tree and punctured his lungs and almost died. The other was when my mom died in our arms. And this was the third time. And he was very emotional with me. And he said, Jess, where's the line? Because I don't think there is one. And I need to know if i'm going to need to draw that line for you because i can't lose another one and i said you're right i
0: don't think there is one
1: because there really isn't
0: i hope you're enjoying this conversation about what can happen when you are ready to step into being the person you need to be for success if you're looking for some inspiration motivation and some actual things you can do to help you become the person it takes, you are going to want to join an amazing group of entrepreneurs at the Ready to Conquer virtual event on May 6th through 8th. In just three days, we're going to dive deep into how to command your own plan so you can dictate your own outcome. How to work on your business and not stay stuck working in your business. And seriously, build the business you dreamed of when you first decided to become an entrepreneur. Just go to ConquerYourBusiness.com backslash ReadyToConquer and grab your ticket now. So what did you do? Because you fi- I call there's a, there's several tipping points mm. in a successful entrepreneurial journey probably several tipping points in an unsuccessful entrepreneurial journey but there's tipping points that you're describing mm. that if you don't figure out how to work on the business instead of in the business how to do these different things you you hit capacity and burn out so knowing that you were so far down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. what? how did you cross your tipping point? How did you make, what change did you make? And how did you do that? Because I think there's a lot of people who hit like a six figure mark or, and they just know there's something more, but they can't get past Mm -hmm. exactly what you're describing. It all comes back to
1: that help. Mm -hmm. It all comes back to that mentorship piece because we often can't see things clearly when we're in it. And we're not meant to, I mean, if you look at the way we lived in communities and villages, there were elders, there were guides, there were people that we leaned on that weren't always our partner, our poor partners. <laughs> My partner is a fellow entrepreneur. So we, we really get it. But Mine's there's a caretaker who
0: thinks I'm crazy, but is still extremely supportive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I brought on a coach and it was one of those things where I, I was at max capacity And I couldn't really afford a coach, but I couldn't afford not to have a coach. I needed to figure out how to do something differently. It it was just at that point where there were people that were doing this better. um, And and then it wasn't just the coaching. I was also reaching out to experienced entrepreneurs that had been trailblazers. And so really setting up times for coffee in person and saying, or lunches or whatever that looked like. And of course, this is all in person. Um, But just going, how did you do it? What were some of the hurdles? You know, even the concept of making me feel like I wasn't really that deep in debt, that these were investments that a lot of entrepreneurs make. If I was taking over a franchise, I would be much further in, Right. that it was really an investment. So shifting some of the paradigms around money that I was raised with. Yep. And and then that mindset piece, right? So I I just, I needed to rewire my brain. I needed to surround myself with like-minded people who had been through these experiences. And then suddenly I didn't feel crazy because I wasn't. And yes, maybe to those looking in, it does appear to be so, but guess what? My little girl has watched me. She's 11 now. She's been on this journey with me uh, since she was six. Well, I did fa- fast math, math is hard. <laughs> And uh, she's now watched, she's watched those ups and downs. she's watched that roller coaster, but I am now a leader and a and a person in her eyes that has pursued my passion and is doing what I love and I, and I do love it again. I love it again. I did lose that love and feeling in some of those moments, definitely. I came to resent my company because yeah. it was causing me all of this hardship. But since making those shifts, since asking for help, since tapping into, this wealth of information that it was around me. I've now paid my father off in 2020. Um, The debt has come down significantly. Uh, I've now just as of last week brought in a new controller. So somebody that's going to help me with all of the finances and everything on a regular basis. And I'm putting those people in places. I'm in a position to be able to put those people in places now where I can really focus on
0: what I do love and what I am very good at. And one of the things I love, like the two things that you connected, um, you changed your belief around the circumstances because the circumstances just are. The debt wasn't here one day and not the next. You just changed your opinion of it. Mm -hmm. The challenges in your business weren't instantly gone. You just changed how you thought about them. Yeah. And then you took all the action. It's the, the, the thought process mixed with the different actions. Mm-hmm. And it's easy when I say it like that. It's mm-hmm. not I, it like that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I recognize easy. that. But I love hearing that story because I think one of the most heartbreaking things that I see as a coach is the people who do get stuck in the pattern. Mm-hmm. And they have these amazing gifts to offer. And they can't break the pattern. Mm. And they can't break the pattern. So- and
1: the definitely patterns. So when you talk about that, it's like, yes, I was doing things and I needed to do things differently. And I was going to say wrong, but I don't like that black and white. It wasn't
0: wrong. It's what you knew how to do at That's- the time. It wasn't. That's right. You know, we're all, well, I don't know how it is in Canada, but we're, you know, the United States is way into you know, Brene Brown at this point, you know, don't make yourself wrong. Incorrect. You can say you were doing things incorrectly, but Mm -hmm. wrong has such a strong, especially as women, you know, we take that on as who Mm -hmm. we are instead of what we're doing.
1: And on that note, that was the separation from the business. So when I stepped away from the film and television industry in this big career, it was my identity. Mm -hmm. It was my identity. You know, I was, uh, on the cover of magazines and walked red carpets and won awards and I was known across Canada in Vancouver and in Toronto, you know, for this show and for my role in the show. And when that was taken away, all of a sudden I really had to ask who I was and it was a bit of an identity crisis. It was a total identity <laughs> crisis. Let's just its a real complete identity crisis. <laughs> and then I ended up doing something similar with my business where it was this do or die attitude. And what was really interesting is when I made peace with the fact that if modern news media went away, if, if the business did not continue and I don't want to use the word fail, but if it did not go on, then I would still be here. I would still have all of these experiences. No one can take that away from me. And at that point, when I separated myself from my business, and, and, and I made a really conscious effort as well uh, in regards to personal branding. So stepping out from behind my logo, making myself known within the business community. I'm at a point right now as well where, you know, if it did go away, Jesse S could go and get a job. I have so many connections. I have so many wonderful relationships I forged because I've put myself forward. And I really, um, it, that was a very conscious effort. Even on social media, I have different swimlings, we call them, and platforms for there's modern me- news channels and then there's Jesse channels, right? So that I didn't feel like it was this if this goes down, I go down again, right? Right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I always thought, like, for people who are their brand, something that was really weird to me when I first got into that world was how many big names refer to themselves in the third person, like, all the time. And now I find myself, you know, that's why conquer your business was created. So I didn't have that weird cause there's air in the business and then there is air. <laughs> right? I mean, so it's weird, but you're right. If you don't make some version of separation and it's not, you know what, and here's the thing, even if you are a brand business and it's not separation, you have to just be strong in your sense of self and not have it tied to whether this specific business does well or doesn't do well.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's correct. And you know, that's what a lot of these stories have become is your success is so directly tied to your ability to just be your authentic self. Mm,
1: That's what we teach. Absolutely. Especially in camera and, and uh, because that's how we're connecting with people these days is through the lens. And we talk about it all the time because there's this desire for people to be perfect and this perfection and it doesn't exist it doesn't exist in nature Are you look at anything and it doesn't exist in in our journeys and so we always oh, sorry rather often talk about this it's not the technical aspect into getting video that's often standing in people's ways the biggest hurdle is themselves right it's
0: just not talking okay. Yes. So I'll I'll share this story with you because you'll get it. My first, when, when this whole world shut down, my first presentation via Zoom was horrendous. I sucked. It was terrible because I wasn't yet able to do on video what I can do on stage, which Mm -hmm. was just being myself. I was just, you know, I sat, it was terrible (laughs) because imagine me sitting still, like it just doesn't happen. Yeah. But, but you don't have to right we're both hand talkers right I, yeah I mean that's why I'm standing because I if I was sitting I'd be shuffling around and sliding out of my chair so I just stand up now you know solve that problem. you know how easy could this be stand up you know it's really not that hard so here's the thing you have been so open and so amazing and that doesn't even get to so talented. So if people wanna continue this conversation with you, whether it's to explore the personal, explore collaboration or learn what you can teach them, hint, hint, how would they uh, connect with you?
1: You know what the best way is through our website or an email. And so the email that you're gonna to wanna to tap into is MMM. So think, mm. mm. <laughs> so mm at modernmusemedia.ca. And that's CA because we're in Canada, folks. Yes, we are. Good reminder. Doing some Amazing things up here. And of course, our website is
0: www.modernmusemedia.ca. <laughs> I have to get that in my brain. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so, so much for joining me here. It's been absolutely awesome to get to know you even better, even without the dog. So it's okay. Oh, he's here. He's here, right? Mine's sleeping. <laughs> Welcome to working. <laughs> Oh, awesome.
1: thank you, Erin, thank you, thank I, uh, you so I just, and for the record too, I'm sitting today because I'm being interviewed, but usually when I present and do workshops, I stand as well, because I like to move and groove and all of those fun things, so yeah, um, yeah, I love how authentic and genuine you are, and it's no question that it's so easy to connect with you, and uh, I'm just really grateful for you having me today, and for I'm your time, and awesome. for your energy, I love it.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals... Feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Erin Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.